0: The Brewers' longtime home field dominance of the Diamondbacks ended at least one night last night. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the sportsman by Todd Rosiak of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Todd, good to have you show on the show again. It's been a while. My bad on that. Uh, the Brewers, 37-35, uh, and 35, now second in the NL Central after they were passed by the Red Hot Reds last night. Todd, how would you uh, describe the Brewers' season to date?
1: Very up and down. Uh, injury plagued, uh, a lot of inconsistency on the offensive side. Uh, you know, they're not getting the pitching that they expected, certainly, coming into the season. But uh, working in their favor is the fact that they are in a really bad division. <laughs> and uh, I, would, I would expect, uh, you know, as long as they're able to kind of tread water, stay toward the top of the division, you know, second, even third place, I would say you're, you're going to be well within striking distance of the leader. And uh, once they start getting some of these injured guys back, um, you know, get to the trade deadline, I would figure that the Brewers will make some moves to uh, fortify the offense. And uh, it's anybody's guess. But uh, certainly, I would say not uh, not what was expected coming out of spring training for this team.
0: Yeah, we'll get uh, into some of those topics in a little more depth in a couple of minutes here. But first, before we get into that, Craig Council, course, uh, former Diamondbacks, World Series champion. I guess you're not a former Diamondback. You're a World Series champion with the Diamondbacks. Anyway, um, I've heard some speculation that he might be moving on after this season. Is that accurate?
1: Uh, it, I, I, he is what you would call a lame duck manager right now. He does not have a contract uh, uh, after this year. Uh, that is totally by his uh, it's totally his decision. Uh, the Brewers have expressed many times their uh, their desire to have him back, and, and why not? He's certainly developed a, a reputation as one of the best managers, not only in the National League, but in all of baseball. Uh, the sticking point right now appears to be uh, the, the family situation. He's got uh, one son already playing uh, baseball in the Big Ten. He's got another one heading to the Big Ten this next year. And uh, he's got two daughters now in high school uh, who are both athletes as well. And as we all know, uh, you know, baseball is a, is a job that keeps you away from your family for long stretches. And Craig, very much being a family man, uh, you know, misses a lot of stuff with his kids. And um, I, that's going to be, I think, a really heavy determining factor in, uh, as to whether or not he decides to come back next season. Um, it's something that he addressed right at the outset of spring training, um, basically has not talked about it since, does not want to talk about it, does not want it to be a distraction. So one way or the other, I wouldn't expect any kind of um, news or any uh, you know updates on that situation until right toward the end of the season, if not after the season.
0: Also, former ASU head coach Pat Murphy, is uh, who was council's college coach at Notre Dame, Murphy's the Brewers' bench coach. What, what has Murphy added to the coaching staff these last few years?
1: Um, he he's uh kind of the the veteran voice of reason, I guess you you might want to say. Um, you know, Craig Council is not uh hot headed by any means, overly emotional. Uh, but but Pat Murphy's a guy who, who Craig can balance a lot of strategic stuff off of. Um, Pat's good with the guys in the clubhouse. Uh, Almost kind of a, a jokester, a little bit, if you will. Um, just, a, just a very different tact, I guess, from from the way Council manages. And of course, he he does have a wealth of experience, baseball wise, not only um, you know in the in the collegiate ranks, but you know he's been around the the pro game now for a while. Got a little bit of managerial experience with the Padres years ago. Uh, so you know, very trusted confidant of Craig Council, if not one of probably the most trusted confidant of Craig Council uh, since he's been manager of the Brewers.
0: Todd Rosiak of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, currently in the sports zone. Okay, on to the pitching staff. Let's start with Corbin Burns. Uh, He of the spring training contract stuff. Uh, Not pitching near his Cy Young level of 2021. That might have been hard to do no matter what. But how would you evaluate his 2023? Obviously not a good start last night.
1: Yeah, very inconsistent. Um, he, in, in my uh, opinion, and, and granted I'm certainly no pitching coach or anything like that, but uh, I think we're seeing some trends uh, that began in 2019 when he really bottomed out as a pitcher, uh, meaning he's been uh, very stubborn throwing one particular pitch. Back then it was a 4 team fastball uh, that he did not adjust with, and paid the price accordingly, and, and this year it's been his best pitch for him, unfortunately, his Cutter. Um, he's just not getting the movement uh, that, that he had been in the past, not as been, not been as consistent with it, and uh, it, it seems as though the, the rest of the league has caught up with it. So, you know, a guy who's as cerebral and as talented as, as Corbin Burns is, I would expect, um, you know, I would have expected by now maybe a bigger adjustment, but certainly... You know, those things are ongoing over the course of the season. Uh, you know, last night's game was, was really uh, kind of crazy to watch. You know, the, the Diamondbacks jumped them first two pitches, base hits, uh, then a walk, and then the route was on. Six runs in the first inning, and the game was essentially over at that point. You just certainly don't expect to see that out of a guy like Corbin Burns. But um, he has had some good starts mixed in there as well. The start he had against the Diamondbacks early in the season in April uh, was one of his best, and um, – of course, the, you know, for the Brewers to get to where they want to go, they need uh, that Corbin burn much more consistently uh, than the one that showed up last night.
0: Brandon Woodruff hasn't started since April the 7th. He's on the 60-day injured list with a shoulder issue, he tried to say. What's his status moving forward?
1: He We're looking right now at probably the all-star break as uh, a cutoff point as far as, when uh, he may be welcomed back into the rotation. He's got a very uh, devilish kind of injury. It's a subscapular strain. So it's, it's an issue where they just completely shut the pitcher down for a long period of time. You have to let that area completely heal. And then you've got to build up from ground zero again. So all that work that you know the pitchers do in spring training, building building their arm up and getting their pitch count up, That all went out the window once he got hurt, and he he is just now um, looking at getting back onto a mound and throwing uh, from a mound, so it'll be a slow ramp up. They'll they'll take it, obviously, very cautiously because he is, uh, you know, if Corbin Burns is their their number one pitcher, he's 1A. He's really darn good as well, and they don't want any setbacks uh, from him moving forward, so... Uh, looks like the all star break is gonna be the you know the, the the time where um you know he should be ramping back up and, and, and the Brewers looking to uh, get him back into the rotation.
0: Freddie Peralta, a four thirty two earned run average, a one thirty two whip, not close obviously to the twenty twenty one season. He did miss some time because of injury last season, so I'm kinda compelled, at least in my brain, to ask, is he okay physically in twenty twenty three?
1: Yeah, he's, he's healthy, and that's the biggest thing with him, is they just have had a hard time over the course of his career keeping him healthy. So if you take any positives away from what he's done so far this year, it's that he has been healthy and been available. Uh, the results have been rather inconsistent. Uh, more than anything, he's been a victim of the home run ball, uh, given up way too many of those, and he's had a tendency of... Uh, you know, kind of one blow-up inning per outing, and sometimes he's able to get away uh, with those, and other times not so much. Um, but still, a very young guy, very talented guy, and a guy that the Brewers have locked up long-term. Uh, you know, a guy that they've kind of uh, acknowledged as being a foundation piece moving forward. So he's a, he's a good kid. He's a hard worker, and uh, I, I would expect by the end of the season, his numbers will look more like uh, the Brewers and Brewers fans would have expected coming into the season.
0: Former Diamondback Wade Miley, uh, he returned from the injured list. He had five shutout innings over the weekend against the Pirates. What's his long-term future in Milwaukee?
1: Uh, Maybe
0: even even short-term, for that matter. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. I would say at his age right now, it's probably year by year, really, with him. And, um, you know, he, he missed some time. Uh, recently just now uh, come back from a from a last strain Uh, and when you get up into the mid-30s as you know uh, you know the injury issues and the availability start to uh, start to creep up more consistently Uh, but when he's been on the mound and he's been healthy he's been very effective it's been a he's been a really good addition for the brewers who of course kind of brought him back from the scrap heap in 2018, res- helped resurrect his career, and he, he went on to pitch pretty well since then. So um, not only from a from a physical standpoint, but also in the clubhouse, he's, he's been a very valuable addition. Uh, Brandon Woodruff calls him the old mule. You know, he's, he's uh, <laughs> got a great sense of humor. He's got a great veteran outlook on things. And um, he really, you know, in, in his first year back, of kind of running that clubhouse again, which is, is a nod and a testament to um, just how respected he is. So, really, um, you know, aside from the little, bit, the little bit of time he's missed so far with the injury, he's been a tremendous addition for the Brewers.
0: Talking with Todd Rosiak of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Okay, the offense 26th and run score, especially bad against left handed starting pitchers so far. Why is the offense struggled this much? Is there hope for a
1: turnaround? Uh, Ah, that's a very good question. I I would say the first month of the season was very promising. Uh, The Brewers got back to what they have not been for a long time, which was a team that was able to manufacture runs, lay down the occasional bunt, hit behind runners, move guys up, those sort of productive things that don't necessarily always show up in the box score, but help score runs. Uh, They've since, because of injuries and some inconsistency from some guys, have morphed back into what Brewers fans have seen for the last four years, which is really an offense that's home run or bust. They don't hit homers. They don't tend to win games. And uh, it's a very frustrating style of baseball to watch unfold. Um, You know, they've got guys who they really expected big years out of like Willie Adamas and Jesse Winker hitting under 200. You know, both of those guys have had injury issues as well. Um, You know, really, I would say the only bright spot at this point has been uh, kind of the resurgence of Christian Yelich after several years of not getting close to his, uh, you know, MVP caliber play from 2018 and 19. He's been really good, really consistent. He's had a great month of June so far. Um, His batting average is getting, it's in the 270s. I mean, we could see it here near 280 pretty soon. Hitting the ball hard consistently, and he's also playing really good defense, so... I would call him a, a low key dark horse candidate to a return to the all-star game this year, depending on who all goes in the, uh, in the NL and the, in the outfield. But, um, you know, if you, if you want to take away one bright spot from the offense so far this season, it's, it's definitely been Christian Yelich.
0: Also, you know, the Brewers and council like to run and the new rules have helped Yelich. He's got 16 stolen bases. Um, yeah, how much has his game changed because of he has had a power decline, he had the back issues, you know, the g juice ball from say twenty nineteen, but how's that changed this game overall, all of that?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, when he came to the Brewers in two thousand eighteen, the knock on him was he was a primarily ground ball hitting guy. <sighs> and for the first half of two thousand eighteen, he did make the all star game that first year with the Brewers, but He was living up to that billing, and then all of a sudden in the second half of 2018, he got into this crazy run of launch angle and was just hitting almost everything in the air, and that continued throughout 2019 when he finished runner-up to Cody Bellinger for MVP. Um, Then, of course, at the end of that year, he hit the ball off his knee, broke his kneecap, and he really has not been the same since. But he's really kind of gone back to that that career norm that he's shown in Miami, which is Uh, you know primarily a ground ball guy but he is hitting the ball hard and the good signs are now that he is driving the ball to the gaps a little bit more consistency Uh, he's got nine home runs right now so he's trending you know obviously toward double digits but if he can get up toward that 20 mark by the end of the season um, you know I with the improved defense as well the base running I, I would say it's you know, not been a complete resurgence, but it will have been a very successful year and something that the Brewers no doubt wanted to see because they've got, you know, quite a few more years and a lot more money uh, invested in him uh, with that yeah. contract extension that he signed um, just prior to the pandemic.
0: Basically untradeable even if they wanted to trade him. Um with the mediocre, the mediocre at best NL Central, any idea what direction the Brewers might go in the trade market over the next month?
1: Uh, I I was assuming that they are able to tread water, like I said before, and stay you know right in the mix toward the top of the standings. Um, I, I would certainly expect them to be aggressive and in, in adding, and and to me. The two areas that that they would look to add, number one, would be offense, and number two, would be bullpen. Any any contending team is always looking to improve the bullpen. Um, you know they've got they've got a pretty well regarded farm system, so they have pieces that they can move if need be. Um, but I would certainly expect this year will not turn out like last year, where they traded Josh Hader uh, rather unexpectedly and really kind of tanked their playoff hopes. I think they kind of learned their lesson. Uh, They they sent the the clubhouse into a little bit of a tailspin, and they really never recovered from that and finished uh, just shy of uh, getting back into the playoffs. So uh, I I would expect them to hold on to their three pending um, guys, uh, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Willie Adamas. They all have one more year to go before they hit free agency. Brewers likely will not be able to afford to keep any of them. So I would think that any trading of those guys would probably wait until the off season, and um, you know, just try to fill a couple holes where they can by adding, and um, see what that does for them. Because they really truly believe in that old adage: just get in, just get into the playoffs, be it uh, winning the division, wild card, and then uh, you never know what's going to happen from there.
0: Yeah, in fact, uh, you mentioned uh, the hater trade. I, I was on the air when that you know, the news broke, and I almost fell out of my chair here. So that was yeah. yeah hopefully, hopefully not another fall out of my chair moment or close to it. Um, <laughs> last up, uh, I don't know if this is even a fair question. We've had three different leaders in this division in like the last week. So who wins the NL Central? I guess the Cardinals don't. I don't think I've said that for many years.
1: Yeah, it's it's a good question. I actually uh, tried asking Corbin Burns that after the game last night, not so much who's going to win, but, you know, have you been keeping an eye on what's been going on in the standings? And, you know, his answer, I think, is what almost every player to a man would say is that it's just, it's way too early to worry about that right now. And I get that, but, um, you know, it it, it looks like uh, the Reds have suddenly gone from a team that, and everybody expected to finish in last place to potentially being buyers, which is a crazy storyline in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. uh, the yeah. Pirates are, have been surprisingly competitive, and um, you know the Cubs have enough talent to where they could certainly run off some wins and, and be <clears throat> aggressive at the trade deadline as well. And I say this only half-jokingly, but I fully expect the Cardinals to win about 15 games in a row in August like they seem to do every year. And, uh, you know, it might not get them back into the lead, but I think they'll figure out a way to make themselves relevant again in in the division because what they've done to this point, certainly from their standpoint is not, uh, not acceptable. And maybe they, maybe they go the route of firing their manager. I I would expect anything would be on the table there because uh, you know, that they've certainly had a disappointing year, but overall, I just think it's going to be really fun and really interesting to watch how this plays out because, everybody's going to be in it here. Everybody is in it, and I think everybody will continue to be in it for a while. And, um, you know, to see some of these teams like the Reds who nobody really expected anything out of the Pirates to uh, to be in the mix, it just makes it more fun overall for everybody.
0: Todd, always good talking to you. I appreciate it. Thanks.
1: You got it, Bob. Good talking to you.